Hey everybody, thanks for tuning into this podcast today. Today you're going to hear a podcast about keeping on the path. Why? Because you have a job to do. We have jobs to do and it's hopeful. We have lots of hope. But our main task is staying on the path. Keeping focused. Staying on task. What is that? You are to evangelize this world. You are to be a missionary for Christ. You are an ambassador of Christ. We're going to talk about that today in this podcast. It's going to be a great, hopeful message. It's going to bless you. Please share it. God bless. Hey, everybody on Podcast Land. It's David coming at you with a brand new podcast. Just want to say hi and give a shout out to everyone out there today. My sponsors, I love you all and I've been thinking of everybody. We've had some sicknesses go through our house the last week. Uh, kids, back to school, things like that happening, bringing it into the house. Kids had to go get their shots and that brings it into their bodies and breaks it down. And weather change just kind of brings everybody down also so it's been just ravaging through our house but i think we're coming to the other side of it now and things are starting to look pretty good um just want to talk to you a little bit about hope giving some hope out there i know and i know my listeners know that god is in control this world sometimes seems like it's chaotic if you look at the things that we go through on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis, it just seems like sometimes your life is out of control. But take a moment at nighttime and walk outside and look up into that starry night. Or even if you don't want to do that, in the daytime, when you're just walking about, look up. If you can look past the clouds and you can see the sun up there. Or in the morning if you want to see that sun rise up. What am I saying? What are you saying, David? I'm saying if you look outside past everything and you see the order that is in space. Now, I know the textbooks, I know the schools, I know the scientists would like you to believe that our space is chaotic. That we're this big ball just flying through this black open space and everything's going to collide and we've got comets coming and asteroids coming and nobody knows what's going on and everything's just kind of just exploded out of this big bang and it's going everywhere. That's not the case. And your lying eyes will tell you the truth if you just look for yourself instead of believing other people. Why have we given our sovereignty over to others to think for us? I have been on a mission for a year, at least a year, But since my podcast has started for a few years and my ministry over 20 years to wake people up. But in the last year, I've been on a a specific mission to shake you, to shake you to the core, because as I shake you, you're going to get a glimpse of reality. And as you get a glimpse of that reality, it will wake you up faster than I can. It's going to wake you up. You need a good dose of that. Now, remember when you were a kid and you did something wrong and you got spanked? Or remember when you were out of order and your teachers had to correct you? I remember the days when the principals, you'd be brought down to the principal and the the high official of the school, the principal, which was a man, there was never a woman principal in my days, would spank you. You would be spanked for getting out of order. And we knew that that was the punishment. And we knew that that would wake you up immediately once that happened because I never wanted to get it. But we would bend over and we let him spank us. And that was in a public school. So I'm not talking about a Catholic school. I'm talking about a public school. That was normal in my day. And I'm Generation X. Born in 1976. Now, 
didn't it didn't change my life too much, but it did a lot until when God woke me up, and I got to look back in time, and I started thinking of all the things that I was I was doing, and I shouldn't have been doing, and that those people were right, and that I was wrong. Life does have a way of doing that after God wakes you up. Now that's what I'm doing to you. I'm shaking you. I'm trying to shake you to wake you up to see what's going on. A lot of people are resisting it. They just resist it to the because they want to be right. But if you stop and think it's not you being right, you're letting somebody else be right because they're in control and they have an agenda. But you can keep keep that thought process. Eventually, you're going to see it. I know it. You will see it eventually. And once you see it, you're going to be saying, why did I not see it all along? It's just like those pictures that you look at that are all like mosaic, just a big mess. Or sometimes they're even another picture that you look at and after you stare at it for long enough, you get to see a different picture. It comes out and then it disappears once you stop once you stop looking. It's almost like you have a double consciousness in your system there as you're looking and you can see two different pictures. And if you focus on one, you can see it. And if you focus on the other, you can see that. But the obvious one just looks obvious to everybody as you're walking by. Everyone can see that. But to the one that you have to pierce through that in a vision and see past that, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm trying to wake you up. Truth is like that. Truth is right beyond that lie that's covering everything. There's lies everywhere. Lies are in your face. They're on your walkway. They're in your job. They're on in your house. They're on your TV. They're everywhere. Lies are ever in your churches. Lies are everywhere. They're prevalent everywhere. Their presence is made known everywhere. Mark Twain says this. He said the a lie can travel around the earth before the truth can get its boots on. That's a true statement. Think about that, folks. Think about that statement. A lie can travel around the earth before the boots the boots are put on the truth, before the truth can even lace his boots up. So that before the truth can get out of its chair and start to walk, the lie has already traveled around the earth. That's how that's how information is nowadays. And it's been like that. Mark Twain was way back in the day. But there's nothing new under the sun, folks. Lies are everywhere and people grasp those. They love them because it's easy. You don't have to think. It's easy because everyone else is thinking that way and you don't want to be opposing to anyone. You just want to go along with the herd. It's a herd mentality. But once that truth gets his boots laced up and he starts walking, it's a whole different story. You're in a whole different place. I was talking to my uh, stepdaughter today. I do homeschool with her and I teach her stuff. Every now and then I get to give her some good stuff. Just nothing to do with school, but it has to do with our earth or our country or God. Things that are good truths that I think she should be founded in. And I was able to tell her as she did her pledge of allegiance to the American flag. And yes, we do that. And you can say whatever you want. I know you all have your own little theologies. You you can have that. But if you ever want to sit down with me and talk about it and debate me on it, I'm willing to do that. But as she's doing that, I asked her, I said, what is our country? As you just, as you just recited that, what is it? Well, I don't understand. Uh, and she, she was him hawing because she couldn't understand the question there. And I finally, I said, what is everywhere you hear that America is? She says, a democracy. I said, did you say that in the Pledge of Allegiance? No. I said, what is it? Republic. To this republic for which it stands, 
We are a republic. That is what has been given to us. It has been given to us if we can keep it. We are different. We have been set out different. We are different than the rest of the earth. A democracy was not what it was set up. It's not like that. That is something that has been hijacked by cheaters, by people that want to control the numbers because then they can inflate the numbers and keep control over the people. We broke away from government. And in, in the, when we broke away from the leading government in the British, the British American war, when Britons were owning the whole world, they were in charge of everything. They had every, every colony. They were the colonists, not us. They were the colonists. They colonized every place. And then they started to tax us and they started sending us tea and they, they wanted us to do all this work over here, but they would not represent us. And that's taxation without representation. So I got to go into all this with her and explain to her that we broke away from government because in the order that was set up here, as we founded this place, it was God, the people, which is family, and then government was at the bottom. That's the order, folks. Do you know that? But in a, in a British government system, that is the world government system that has always been in this earth before America was founded. It's government, people, and God at the bottom. Now you can see that in our day. That's why God is not in the schools. That's why government's preached everywhere. That's why government wants to be in your house. That's why you parrot the things that they want. That's why propaganda is everywhere. That's why they want control just like the British did in the day. They wanted control over America and over the colonies. When we said no, there was a revolution and we changed that and we separated from that. We are a republic. We are people that are in charge. In this place, it's God, the people and governments at the bottom. That's why they keep calling us a threat because we're a threat to the government. Government is only there to work for us. The day it doesn't accountable to us, it is no longer our government. It is something foreign. Now, you can look at that as radical or not, but that's what they called all of America. That's what you're founded on. That's why you have a country here, guys. Because it's God first. We evangelize the world first. It's family next. Strong families make strong people. Strong people make strong government underneath at the bottom. That's the order, folks. And right now, I'm trying to get you back in that order. I don't have to go and explain all this stuff. This is deep stuff that many people don't even want to know, but it should be foundational information that is taught to all families in the earth. And every government would be changed. It would be back to the way it's supposed to go. This is why music has Satanism wrapped up all through it. This is why movies in America have Satan wrapped up in everything. This is why when you go and buy toys for kids, that's why when you get involved with the fashion for kids, everything in this world has wrapped around Satan because he has control of it. Why? Because the order is out. It's supposed to be God first, then people, and then government. Satan has government, people, and God at the bottom. He is hidden amongst everything. He has not made himself known, but he's letting the people that are doing his bidding make him known. In everything, it's a subtle way, but now it's no longer subtle. When we were younger, we talked about the music having subliminal messages in them, and everyone would always try to turn their music backwards to hear it. And it was very subtle, and you would see it on the record labels and stuff, but, and the way they dressed, but then they would keep it subtle out of mainstream. Then they tried to clean up the image. 
and they brought the pop stars in it. But then look at the pop stars. They get out of order. They have to hide them, keep them hidden. Then Disney brings in their people, and they have to bring the, their kids up, and they're raised up. And as they get to a certain age, they go crazy. Do you see what's going on? You, have you been noticing this whole earth, the way it works? And it's because people do not put God first. It's because people, and I'm talking about the people of God. People of God will go to a building once or twice a week and then go hide in their house and then just do their duty on the job and then go back, hide in their house and go in a building a couple times. They don't go out in the open. This ain't our world. We're just passing through. Yeah, but you're an ambassador for Christ. His kingdom is the whole earth and the fullness thereof. We are to evangelize this place. How will they know unless somebody be sent? And how will you be sent unless you're called of God? You're not here to just work a job. You're not here to go to college. You're not here to get a career. You're not here to get an education. You are here to show the power of God. And the power of God is changing your life. The power of God is giving you life after you die. We are all going to die. And right now, the government is trying to find a way to, to circumvent death. They want to live forever. And they're going to start lying to people in a way that you've never seen. It's already there. They're subtly, putting, they're subtly putting things in there to think that you can download your brain into a system and you can live forever. You can save your soul in a, in a system and then you can get a robotic body put into that and you can have a new body and you can live here on earth forever. That is a prison. And you cannot save a soul. Only one that can do that is God. And they will never be able to do it. But what they're going to do is lie to people, get people to give over their lives and when they give their lives over, they will die and they will foreverly be put in the pits of hell for eternity. Now, the other argument is you cannot be good and make it to heaven. Good doesn't get you into heaven. Good works doesn't get you into heaven. Doing good things and being a good person don't get you into heaven. Just not breaking the law doesn't get you into heaven. You have to do what the word of God says. He is in charge. He knows his plan. He has given us this information. If you do not follow his plan, when you stand before him, he will say, I do not know you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And that's the end of it. What is his plan? You must be born again. How do you get into this kingdom unless you are born again? You have to shed the old and bring on the new. God can only do that. You are born again through baptism. You have to repent. Repent is turn away from the things you know. That's the good part. That's the place where you want to be that good person is by repenting. You're turning away from bad and you're turning to good. You're changing your life from what you used to be and you're going on to the new. You're founded in the word of God. You're following the truths. You're praying to God. You're doing the things. Yes, that's what you do. But then that's not enough. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the, the life-giving breath of God that re reborns your soul and your spirit. It baptizes you in the fire of the Holy Ghost. And you will speak in new tongues as the Spirit gives you the utterance. Now, I'm not talking about people coming, laying hands on you and shaking you in a corner until you are so tired and you're so freaked out and you don't know what to do, you can't open your eyes. I'm not talking about all that stuff. Because the, that same scripture I just read to you, and the Spirit of God will give you the utterance. The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God will give the utterance. As God gives the utterance, God does it. God does it. God does it. You yield, God does it. If you are doing it, it is not God. If you are doing it, it is not God. 
If somebody else is coaching you, it is not God. There is nowhere in the Bible that you have to coach people for the Holy Ghost. It is laying on a hands and they got the Holy Ghost. It is when God passes it through one and gives it to another by the laying on of hands. And yes, God can do it without that also. God can fill you with the Holy Spirit anytime he wants. Once you yield and you're ready and he's ready, it's done. Now, all this other junk that you're caught up in arguing over the different denominations and over theologies in the Bible, just stop it. Where does it say that you have to defend God in all these ways? You don't have to defend God. If somebody comes to you and starts asking you theological questions, you can just say, I don't know. Ask God. And they can say, well, look at you, you're stupid. Yup, say, yeah, I'm stupid, but that's okay. God loves me even though I'm stupid. I don't have to be smart. I don't have to defend. I don't have to be a scientist. I don't have to be an educated PhD. I just have to know that God is in charge. God knows what he's doing. We don't have to defend God. Where does it say to defend God? That's where we start to have problems. When we start to look at ourselves and we start to feel incompetent. We start to be sized up with all these people that are educated. We try to catch up to them and try to come up and figure out why this scripture doesn't match up with what they're telling you. Have you ever thought that they're lying? Have you ever thought that they might be lying about the things that they're telling you that is not matching up with scripture? How come it's us that's having to guard ourselves? How come it's us that's on the defense? How come it's us? The Bible has always been right. God has always been right. Our lifestyle has always been right. Man and woman married have kids. That has always been right. What they are projecting on the earth has never lasted and it will never last and is wrong. I said, look up in the sky and you will know order. When you see those stars moving through the sky, that's very orderly. When you see the moon standing there moving in its place at night, it's orderly. When you see the sun moving in the sky as it moves, it's orderly. Everything in God's kingdom is orderly. It is us and Satan that gets out of order. It is us that makes mistakes. It is Satan that is causing disorder. God's not out of order. Come on, folks. When you see people that are in leadership causing disorder... When you see media people causing disorder. And then when you see things that are out of order and they're calling it normal right in front of you. When they're calling riots, peaceful protests. But when they're calling peaceful American protests, riots or insurrections, you should shake your head and wake yourself up. Don't go along with the parrots. Why are you doing that? And then you say, I'm not political. Yes, you are. You stepped right into a political mess. If you're trying to defend a side, you're political. And if you say, I'm staying out of it, you're political. So why not be on the right side? Because it takes you having to do some investigation to find out the truth. Because like I said, like Mark Twain said, before truth gets its boots on, a lie has already traveled around the world. Rumors spread fast. Lies spread fast. People can destroy people's lives fast before that person has a chance to stand up and the defense of his life go, go forth. But I'll tell you what, once them lies start to ruin everything around them, it destroys everything and it runs its course. 
and the truth still stands there, and people from the future time starts to look back, they see that that truth has always been there. It doesn't move. But the lie burned up and was like chaff. It was like wind. It was just blew in the wind. It was nothing. Joseph was thrown in a pit. Left there. Lies traveled everywhere. Lies. His brother went back to his dad, told him, he's dead. He's dead. Here's the bloody, here's the bloody stuff to show you, his coat. And his dad cried and mourned. But what happened when he seen the truth? Lies were told about Jesus. But what happens when you've seen the truth? Lies were told about David. But what happened when you've seen the truth? Lies were told about the, the disciples. But what happened when they've seen the truth? Come on, folks. Why do you turn against the preacher? Why do you stand contrary to the preacher? A true preacher, a true man of God, called of God. When you know you've seen with your own eyes where God has brought the preacher from. When you know with your own eyes and you know the truth. Why be contrary to the preacher? So that's the message I want to give you hope today. The hope. I want to give you hope. We are in a we're in a time that wants to give you no hope, that, that wants to break your hope down. Why? Why would they want to do that? It's because they're going to deliver you something that is in the form. It's going to look like hope. It's going to look like your answer when you're in a broken state, when you're in a poor state, when you're in a fragile state, when everything is gone. They're going to come deliver something on a silver platter and you're going to sign your life away and it's going to be your soul. God doesn't do that. Preacher, a real preacher, a real man of God doesn't do that. Pre preachers give to you they give to you hope and it doesn't feel good sometimes and it hurts even in good times it hurts god doesn't come and do that to you he will never do that to you that is not the god we serve these people that are running around condemning people shunning people speaking evil of good people should cover their mouth with their hand and repent today because God said, the earth is already condemned. I have not come to condemn the world. The world is already condemned. Mm -hmm. But I have come to give life and life more abundantly. He has not come to condemn the world because the world was already condemned. The world is already a condemned place. It's already a prison cell. It's already a horror show. It's already an evil place. So why are you shocked when you see it? Your job is not coming to just reveal it. Your job is not coming just to talk about it. Your job is not coming just to put, put somebody down in that mess. Your job is to bring hope. Your job is to lift people up. Your, not just my job. Don't just preach about me. Don't just talk about me. I know my job clearly. But I'm telling you what your job is. It's easy to pawn that off on somebody else. A lot of people don't like It's messy work what I'm talking about got to get your hands dirty giving hope to people that are hopeless that's not an easy job being wise in a time of ignorance is not an easy job and telling the truth when lies are prevalent is very hard to do and standing contrary against a river is not easy i'll tell you a quick story as i end this i was walking i was like 18 years old 19 years old and i was uh traveling around the united states different different states and uh, we would leave to go to like 
Pennsylvania, um, Ohio, different upper UP, um, just all over the place we would go. And my job was to survey pipelines. And I had a partner, me and this guy. And and when we got on the line, we had a tape measure. It was a 100-foot tape measure. One would be tied onto my uh, belt loop, and he'd hold onto the other line. So we were always tied together. So as we walked, one would walk and marked it out, we'd drop a flag. So every 100 feet, we'd drop a flag. And so we would go through some of the harshest territory, Mm -hmm. some really bad territory, swamps, uh, just nasty wooded broke down areas just nasty shrubbery uncut woods forestry areas because there was pipes that were laid down there 10 15 20 years ago and it was called corrosion tested we would drop our flag and we would uh have a a guy go behind us and he would run a uh, line through each one of the flags he he would drop a pole and it would it would send a current to the wire that he was dropping the copper wire and the data would be collected at the end, every one of the test stations, and it was brought back on a computer. And our boss would put it in his computer at night while we're at the hotel for our evening, and he would run all the numbers and find out where the weak spots were on the pipeline. That's how they would know, because there was so much pressure under there. They'd have to check these regularly to make sure there's no damage or no rust, or if there's any kind of corrosion happening. They can tell by the continuity that's running through it. Now, all that's a message in itself. But what am I talking about? Standing for something. You've got to stand for something. Sometimes you're going to walk a path. You're going to walk through areas that are hard. They're not going to be fun. They're not going to be easy. Sometimes you're going to be traveling alone. You're going to be going, you're going to be going through areas of swamps where leeches are going to get in, in under your under your clothing. And you're going to get ticks. You're going to get all kinds of issues. But you got a job to do. And you got to stay on that straight and narrow. See, we couldn't get off track. If we got off track, we would get in trouble because we had to stay above. I had a locating box that would let me know. I had to swipe it left to right as I'm walking, and it would keep. It would give me a tone. And as that tone would let me know, I would drop a flag right in that spot. We had to stay right on top of that that pipeline under there because if you got off track, it was no good. The test would be no good, and we wasted everybody's time. And that's what I want to relay to you today. Don't get off track. Don't get off track today. Stay on track. Stay on course. God has set us on course. And this is the story I want to talk about. As I was walking through one area, it was in Wisconsin, me and my friend there, and uh, we were fast. We could move through the woods really quick together. We were were almost picked by another group because they wanted to take us to California. But as I see in the future that God had totally different plans, now it took us in a whole different area in my life. So that was not in the plans. But as we got to this one area, there was a river. And we were briefed before we got out there that this river is a really, really flowing. It was a long river. that The girth on the side from wall to wall, we had to go across pretty far. And it was probably 200, 300 feet to walk through it. And it was flowing fast. It would get up to almost your hip. And you had to be anchored as you're walking through this thing because it was pushing hard. And we had to walk through it because the pipeline was underneath it. Now, we couldn't drop flags right there, but we had to keep walking through because on the other side, the guy would have to see the flag where to come out. And so we're coming through, but the problem wasn't that. The problem was there was these birds called ospreys. This was a protected area, and we had only a limited time to get through this area because they had, a, they had um, to get certificates and they had to get um, the ability from the correct officers, the um, uh, forest officers and that, 
to let us go through these areas because they didn't like us in there, you know, and, you know, they don't want us in there, but that was our pipeline in there. We have to go through it. And these birds are protected. Ospreys have been protected since many years because they had a problem with their eggshells because of DDT in the past. We learned about that in school. You probably learned about that, that their DDT was uh, something that the farmers were using, you know, a pesticide, and it was flowing into the water systems, and then the ospreys would drink or eat the fish in the water. And then as they were making eggs, their eggs weren't able to make the hard shell. It was taking that, that nutrients out, that vitamin that they needed to build that shell, and it wasn't there. So when they, when they would lay eggs, they were squashing the eggs immediately with their weight, it couldn't take it and so they were they were dying in huge numbers and it was almost wiped out this community of ospreys from the earth and so they saved them put them in protected areas and this was one of those protected areas and they were coming back and their nests are the size of two six foot human beings can sit in it that's how big these nests are and they're they're a sight to see they'll put fear in you when you see these nests but the real scary parts when these birds jump up out of the nest and their wingspans are over six feet and they swoop over you and we weren't allowed to do anything to them we couldn't we couldn't uh, if we heard them we would be in big trouble and so we had to just be very careful well we kind of forgot about it as we're walking you just don't think about stuff like that and as we're walking through this river we're trying to save our lives in this river because it's trying to sweep us out and all of a sudden these ospreys come out from their nest and start swooping down on us because we're in their area and they're trying to tell us to get out of the area and we're stuck in this river walking across. Now, that's a great picture I wanna show you of your job here on earth as a, as a missionary, as an ambassador, as somebody that's supposed to relay God's message. You're being attacked by the fowls of the air. Your footing is not sure because of the swooping wa wash the water that's moving there that's flowing against you and the rocks that are slipping off from underneath you and at any moment you can be swept away in this river of life this river of sin and you've got to walk across you've got to keep your mind on the the task at hand because you have to get to the other side you have to make it across you have to make it at all costs it's your job it's what you signed up for it's your name it's who you are and you're going to get this job done Am I speaking to you today? Am I talking to you today? And I'm going to leave you with that. I can go on a lot further, talk about much more. Maybe in the future, I'll give you some more. But I want to just leave you with that today, guys. Hope. We have hope. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't matter because we're not giving up. We're not quitting. We're not stopping. I'm not quitting. I'm not stopping. No matter what. No matter what. And you shouldn't either. And with that, God bless. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast today. I want to thank my sponsors out there for sticking with me through all these years. And I also want to just let you know that we pray for you all the time. I want you to take some time today and just pray for God to help you stay on task, stay on path, keep focused, clean your mind out to focus on lies. There's so many lies and such big lies all around you that unless God helps you, you're not going to see it. And when God wakes you up, you are not going to fit in. I'm, I'm telling you, you are not going to fit in. And people are going to call you names. They're going to say stuff about you. You're going to be so out of normal 
society that you will not fit in. And I just want you to know that God's with you and I'll be with you and we love you. God bless. Hey, have you ever heard of my pillow? I'm sure you have. It's on all the commercials that you can see on TV. Well, I'm a user of my pillow. I used to have migraines, real bad neck aches, but my pillow helped me in such a way that I don't get migraines and I have to use my pillow every time I go to bed. I even take it when I go on a trip. My wife and I have to have our pillows, the my pillow with us wherever we go. You can get the MyPillow too by going to MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is a Christian. He's a good man. And he produced a very good product. I am advertising MyPillow for free for him. And if I were you, I would buy a MyPillow. I'm doing it because I know it works. It's a great product. And it'll be a great blessing to you and to whoever you buy it from. God bless and go to MyPillow.com and order MyPillow or wherever you go and you see a MyPillow, buy the MyPillow and watch. You will be blessed.